Ah, listeners, can you feel that? The sickly sweet stench of cheap chocolates and wilted roses in the air. That's right, it's Valentine's Day. The one day a year where it's socially acceptable to publicly display affection with nauseating intensity. But before you light those candles or slip into something a bit more comfortable, let's consider spicing things up in a way Hallmark never intended. Welcome, my dear doomed darlings, to Dr. Ghoul Eula's Valentine's Nightmares, a special that's sure to get your pulse racing for all the wrong reasons. Tonight we ditch the lovey-dovey crap for some hardcore horror, the kind of scary movie marathon that'll have you clinging to your fuck buddy out of genuine terror. So, pour yourself a blood-red glass of wine, cuddle up nice and close, and let's expose the horrors hiding behind those cutesy, glitter-covered hearts. It's time to fall in love with fear. Ah, Valentine's Day, a time when the air is thick with love and the scent of fresh blood. Let's waltz across history's dance floor to the ancient Roman fest of Lupercalia, those kinky ancients were all about fertility rites and sacrificing animals. And what screams romance louder than that, right? Fast forward through centuries of evolution and we celebrate by swapping chocolates and sticky love notes. How dreadfully dull. Now, why, you may ask, is Cupid's holiday the perfect nesting ground for horror? Simple. It's the tantalizing mask of love that magnifies the terror. Nothing fucks with the heart more than a betrayal. Or better yet, a relentless stalker with a sharpened blade who confuses love with possession. Like a tragic poetry in motion, romantic holidays slide a cold, thin blade between the tender ribs of affection, twisting into a symphony of screams. Let's take a second, imagine this. Unrequited love, passionate envy, the intensity of obsession. They're not just ingredients for daytime soap operas, but a cocktail of horrors waiting to explode. Dr. Guyula says, When hearts beat in tandem, the footfalls of a lurking psychopath aren't far behind. It's deliciously ironic, isn't it? On a day meant for hearts to unite, some prefer to see them ripped apart. So, grab your significant other, or that creepily lifelike mannequin you dress up when no one's looking, and prepare yourself for tales of love drenched in darkness. Stay tuned as we hear those terrifying heartbeats in stereo and explore the chilling connection between passion and the paranormal. Welcome, my morbid lovebirds, to a crimson-soaked stroll through the heart-strewn streets of Valentine Bluffs. In the 1981 classic slasher, My Bloody Valentine, we unearth the rusted pickaxes of romance, where love bites harder than a pickaxe to the chest. Picture it. A quaint, seemingly tranquil mining town. But hold on to your beating hearts. Because this St. Valentine's Day, we've got more than heartfelt confessions. Try hard-hitting confessions of murder. Twenty years prior, a Valentine's Day dance turned bloody when a minor, Harry Warden, went batshit bonkers and carved up those poor bastards into human Valentine's cards because fuck chocolates and flowers right? Fast forward, and the town's inexplicably keen to revive the dance, squashing the memory of that ghastly night. As fresh hearts ready to celebrate, there's a killer craving to crash the party. Enter our group of fuck-all-fearless young folks, cocksure that history's horrors are dead and buried. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Well, 
Let's just say romance isn't in the air, it's dripping from the walls. The pickaxe-wielding miner strikes, hacking up hormonal hotties like their discount meats at the fucking butcher shop. Blood gushes red, my darlings, as love and entrails interlace in this macabre waltz of death. Unpacking this classic, one can't help but admire how it adheres to slasher tropes. The isolated setting, a past tragedy resurfacing, and holidays becoming killing grounds. You've got your sexy teens. And by teens, we mean actors who are clearly closer to a midlife crisis. They get butchered in increasingly creative ways because nothing says I love you like a speeding drill through your soulmate. The real bitch of it all? The paranoia, the misdirection. It makes you mistrust the person next to you, gripping their hand on a date night at the drive-in. Who's the real miner in the mask? Done your detective hat amidst the gore. And let's not forget the atmospheric mastery. Dimly lit mine shafts, heartbeats echoing off the walls, giving a whole new meaning to going down in the dark. Each shadow is a covenant of carnage. Each creaking wood plank an overture to the next scream, drowned only by the sound of a pickaxe parting flesh from bone. As we reflect on the seductive dance of this killer thriller, Remember, dear hearts, love can slice deeper than the sharpest miner's axe, proving that in My Bloody Valentine, passion is permanent, but so is fucking death. Stay tuned, love bugs, for there is more bloody adoration to come on this Valentine's slaughter fest. Ah, the sweet, sticky redness of Valentine's Day. Not just from candy hearts and roses, no sir, but from the damn good blood-soaked terror of My Bloody Valentine, the 2009 edition. Prepare your puke buckets because this ain't your grandma's love story. It's a spiked bat to the heart of the 1981 classic, packing more punches than a blind date with Mike Tyson. So, let's take an axe swing at this modernized horror beast, shall we? The plot thickens like coagulating blood in a cold, black heart. Harmony, a town haunted by a Valentine's Day massacre, faces the resurgence of a killer clad in miner's gear. Poor bastards. Romance is all about chasing someone, but this takes it a tad too literally, don't you think? The first question clawing out of the grave, does this flick honor the original? You bet your scaredy pants it does. Those familiar with the miner's grimy pickaxe ways will tip their hat to director Patrick Lussier for preserving the skeleton of the original. But the meat on those bones? Oh, it's juicier, bitchier, and bloodier with an extra layer of what the fuck just happened. Splattered on it like a Jackson Pollock masterpiece. The overalls wearing heart-ripping miner is still the star of this gore gala, but fuck me sideways. The update tosses us into a 3D fuckstorm of flying limbs and viscera. The creative team, armed with a coked-up CGI budget and practical effects that make you want to poke your own eyes out, went balls deep with the idea that more is indeed fucking more. But the kicker? The scare is, folks. They up the ante like a hormonal teenager on prom night. The suspense? Tighter than a nun's? Well, you get it. The jump scares are so intense they'll have your ass levitating off your seat. And the gore. Let's just say the cleanup crew had their work cut out for them. And as for the kills, mother of fuck does it rain blood. We're not talking about the gentle spatter in a soft R-rated movie. Hell no. 
This has all the subtlety of a chainsaw to the face. A Valentine's Day massacre that doesn't whisper sweet nothings. It screams chainsaw serenades that will have you clapping in sadistic delight. So, lurkers of the dark, if you desire a steamy love affair with fear, get your freak on with the facelifted My Bloody Valentine. It's a heart-ripping, batshit-crazy love letter to the original classic, dunked in a vat of 21st century terror. Because nothing says, I cherish you, like watching someone get their fucking heart yanked out through their chest cavity in eye-popping 3D. In Valentine, the sweet gooey mush of February 14th gets a bloody twist as we hurtle into a tale spun with threads of desire, betrayal, and vengeance. Listen up, lovebirds and lonely hearts, for the stuff of Cupid's bow just got deadlier than shit. Let's start at the black heart of this sinister saga. At the center, we've got a group of women who were meaner than a snake at a high school dance, spurning a dorky teen's desperate advances. Fast forward, and those same women find themselves the target of a mysterious, cherub-masked killer. As the holiday of saccharine love notes nears, they're getting more than just candy hearts and cheap roses. They're getting stalked, slashed, and scared shitless. Now, who is this psycho Cupid? Motherfucker's got a motive as twisted as a pretzel. If you believe in the cruel poetry of fate, you'll see how rejections led to an obsession with revenge that cuts deeper than a bitch's high heels. The killer's twisted psyche is a darkened mirror to our own fears of unrequited love turning every arrow-struck heart into a potential bullseye for his next gruesome valentine. And let's talk about that blood-curdling Valentine's Day dance, shall we? The gyrating glow of the dance floor becomes a macabre masquerade, where every slow dance could be your last. This shit ain't your typical puppy love prom. It's a sardonic spin on the classic dance of death, with suspense that has you gripping your date tighter than their granny panties. The flick's slick use of this oh-so-romantic setting serves to subvert our candy-coated expectations, replacing slow kisses with slit throats. So, as Valentine's Day rolls around, maybe swap out those rom-coms for something that'll make your date cling to you. Not out of love, but out of pure, unadulterated terror. Because nothing says I want to spend the rest of my life with you, like surviving the horror of Valentine together. Now let's twist the knife into the raw heart of psychological horror with 1981's Possession. This isn't your typical box of chocolates, my lovelorn lunatics. It's a goddamn Pandora's box, unraveling the marriage of Anna and Mark, a couple whose love story turns into a godforsaken freak show. Let's face it, when you've got a blend of espionage, doppelgangers, and tentacled creatures giving new meaning to strange bedfellows, you're in for one hell of a cocktail. This isn't just a story about marital breakdown. It's about the fucking cataclysmic meltdown of the psyche. Anna's descent into madness. Holy mother of fuck. It's like watching a beautiful car crash in slow motion. Mesmerizing and horrifying. You might find yourself thinking, Well shit, I thought my last breakup was bad, but homies, you ain't seen nothing yet. And Mark, our so-called hero is caught in a spiral so dizzying, even his side-piece lover can't yank him out. Did I mention the doppelgangers? Yeah, that's right. Freaky replicas of Anna are running amok, 
stirring up enough paranoia to make you question every creak in your lonely abode this Valentine's. What we've really got here is a smorgasbord of the unhinged and the uncanny. It's more than just a horror film, it's a goddamn symphony of fright that plays on every string of your anxious little heart. Now what does this have to do with relationships and Valentine's Day, you ask? Oh, dear fiends, the twisted tango of love and possession showcased in this film is a testament to the thin line between passionate love and outright obsession. It teaches us that sometimes the most frightening thing is not a monster lurking in the shadows, but the realization that the person lying next to you in bed is a fucking stranger. And remember, kitties, possession isn't just nine-tenths of the law. In this blood-curdling flick, it's nine-tenths of your sanity. So, cuddle up with your darling demons and let possession serve as a cautionary tale this Valentine's Day. It's a mental mindfuck that'll make you clutch your lover a touch tighter. Or, you know, run screaming into the night. Happy fucking Valentine's. Alright, you morbid lovebirds. Let's sink our fangs into The Bride of Frankenstein. A horror love ballad from 1935. Now, these were the days when chills and kills weren't just about splattering guts, but weaving tales of love and creation. With a pinch of the undead, of course. First off, we've got Dr. Frankenstein, this guy's fucked up love for playing God has him stitching together parts like some deranged Cupid. It's a passion project, you see, but not the kind you'd swipe right on. And that's where our stitched up sweetheart comes in. The bride. She's got a do that screams I just stuck my finger in a socket. And let's not forget those electrifying looks. Now, it's Valentine's Day. And here comes... The Bride. Talk about the ultimate blind date, right? You dig up a few graves, flip the switch, and BAM. It's a match made in... Well, not heaven, but you get the point. This film gets you right in the feels, smacking you with the cold, dead hands of gothic romance. It's a candle-lit dinner from hell, where love doesn't just hurt, it haunts. Care to waltz through the gothic aesthetics of The Bride of Frankenstein? The film's eerie lighting and twisted set design are like a love letter scrawled with invisible ink from one ghoul to another. Every creaky corridor, every cobwebbed corner whispers sweet nothings of terror. And the music? It's like a lullaby, if that lullaby was sung by a choir of banshees. Now for the meat of it. Our boy Dr. Frankenstein, he's obsessed with creation. And isn't that just a grotesque mirror to Valentine's Day? A Frankensteinian fuck-up of the heart, if you will. Creating the perfect mate, only to find out. Surprise! They've got a mind and a monstrous screech of their own. This film, my horror-hungry lovelorn, is how you do Valentine's with style. So, if you're sick of all the syrupy sweet nothings, why not cozy up with a little gothic love from 1935? You just might find yourself embracing your inner monster and howling at the moon with your mismatched other half. And that, my fiendish friends, is how the Bride of Frankenstein rips out the heart of those sappy Hallmark card holidays and serves it up on a cold silver platter, a true love's feast for the eyes and the soul for Valentine's Day or any damned day. Settle in, my ghastly gang, as we delve into the bewitching enigma of 
Picnic at Hanging Rock, a film that mingles the delicacy of Victorian lace with the cold, hard fuckery of the unknown. It's Valentine's Day, 1900, in sunny Australia, and a group of white-dressed schoolgirls flutter about like little innocent dubs, before shit hits the fan, of course, and they vanish without a bloody trace at Hanging Rock. Now, picture this. It's a day of love, but instead of chocolates and roses, we've got rising tensions, whispers of pagan rituals, and an atmosphere that'll chill your bones to the core. The very essence of that godforsaken rock reeks of mystery, and it's like nature herself is screaming, Get the fuck out! But as with most horror tales, our lovely ladies pay no mind. In true Dr. Gulula fashion, let's sink our fangs into the heart of the film's dread. These missing girls, creatures of poise and privilege, are snatched by something, or perhaps someone, right under the nose of their repressed bonnet-wearing teacher. The darling educator herself meets a fate so shrouded in shadows that it makes you wonder if she pissed off Cupid himself. And come on, the Valentine's Day picnic? That's one hell of a setting for horror. You'd expect stolen kisses, not stolen lives. The contrast couldn't be more pitch-perfect. As the sun blazes above, something dark and vicious lurks beneath. The film's silent beauty is turned sinister by our dear director Weir who interlaces the breathtaking cinematography, that sheer eye candy, mind you, with a creeping sense of doom that builds and builds until you're ready to leap out of your seat, or perhaps to never sit down for fear of disappearing too, you scared little bitches. So, as you're cuddling up with your sweetheart this Valentine's, remember that love isn't just blind, it's downright insidious. And the only thing more unforgiving than a spurned lover is the Australian Outback. Now onto the next blood-curdling love story in our Valentine's Day Horror Fest. Well, 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 gather round my twisted Valentines, because Dr. Ghoul Eula has got a freaky tale that's bound to fuck with your heads, and it's all about being stuck with someone you love, or rather, someone you thought you loved. This screwy story is called Down part of Blumhouse's devilish Into the Dark series, where each episode is like a little black heart beating with terror, themed around our favorite holidays. And what's more terrifying than Valentine's Day in a fucking elevator? Imagine this, two office workers, Guy and Jennifer, trapped in an elevator on the eve of Valentine's Day. Could have been romantic, ain't that right? But as the hours tick-tocks by, the situation starts reeking more of dread than chocolate and cheap-ass colognes. The elevator, well, that's their love dungeon. Their steel-confined boudoir of terror. It's got all the claustrophobic feels, whispering sweet nothings of fear into the viewer's ears. Now, lovebirds, the fiendish joy of down lies in its deviously simple setup. An elevator, within, two souls floating in limbo, Outside, the world's a blind fuck to their predicament. It's the perfect metaphor for some relationships out there, huh? You think you're going up soaring to the heavens of bliss, but actually you're just plummeting down to the depths of some cold, dark despair. Now don't be a horny cupid. Let's explore what the sinister events in that confined space reveal about our horror themes. The flick teases us with a burgeoning romance then twists it all into a tale of obsession and deception. 
laced with a thick red ribbon of Valentine's cheer. It's about the lengths we go for love, or the crazy shit we'll do under its guise. Whether it's to stalk, to woo, or to rutting weasel our way into someone's life, or out of an elevator. Valentine's Day, the holiday that gets our hearts pumping, in more ways than one if you catch my bloody drift. It's all about high stakes, baby. High emotional stakes that can quickly skewer into horror. Love can be a twisted dance, and down, taps that rhythm with jump scaries and enough tension to make you never want to step into an elevator with a fucking stranger or a date ever again. So there you have it, my eerie and tourage. Join us next time for more ghastly tellings of romance and revulsion. But until then, stay the hell out of elevators, and remember, sometimes it's safer to take the fucking stairs. Alright, you sick little lovebirds, pucker up as we slice into my valentine, a twisted little gem in the Blumhouse Into the Dark series that carves out its spot on our Valentine's Day Massacre Marathon. Now, if you're thinking of roses and candlelit dinners, think the fuck again. Here we have a tale that mercilessly plucks the strings of a made-for-hell love triangle that's more fucked up than any Tinder date gone wrong. Our protagonist, Valentine, is a pink-haired siren with a voice that beckons you into the depths of a murky love story splattered with bloody notes of obsession and control. The stage, a neon-drenched pop concert where the ex-boyfriend comes crawling back like a leech looking for a vein. And let's face it, folks, nothing says be mine quite like stealing your ex's music and identity than having the balls to play Mr. Cupid's psycho lover boy, am I right? What's utterly bitchin' about my valentine is the savage way it dances on the ripped-out heart of conventional valentine's tales. Instead of chocolates and roses, we get a soul-sucking leech of an ex, a doppelganger with sinister motives, and a heroine who's hell-bent on taking back her life, even if it means wading through a pool of her own blood. This isn't just a scream fest. It's a fuck you to all those syrupy love cliches that make you want to vomit. Dr. Gulyula's gotta hand it to director Maggie Levin. She gets it. She harnesses the power of pop culture, pumps it through a horror grinder, and serves it with a side of razor blade laced bubblegum. It's pop horror, baby. A mindfuck blend of catchy tunes and slasher overtones that'll leave you humming and fucking horrified in equal measure. The real kicker? The way... My Valentine makes you question the authenticity of the love sold to us. What's genuine affection versus what's a sick reflection in a cracked mirror? It's no candy-coated romance. It's a blood-spattered reckoning, and honey, it's delicious. So there you have it. Love is a battlefield, and my Valentine skewers the heart like a shish kebab. Dr. Gulyula appreciates its ballsy take on the heart and flowers holiday. It's like watching Cupid getting a lap dance from the devil himself. What's not to love? Now don't be a cold-hearted bitch. Hit me with your thoughts, and let's see if you survive this valentine from hell without screaming for mommy. Ah, audition. Buckle the fuck up, my little horror hounds. Because this Japanese masterpiece is a romance that'll tear at your heartstrings. Quite possibly with piano wire. Picture this. A lonely widower seeking love sets up a fake audition to find the perfect woman. Sweet, right? Wrong. 
This twisted love story lures you in with a gentle caress before slapping you across the face with its true sinister colors. It's like thinking you've got a date with Cupid and then realizing, holy shit, it's the Marquidisode in a diaper. Now let's dive into the cultural cauldron that bubbles beneath. Audition is drenched in Japanese aesthetics and ethics. Themes of submission and control, harmony and disruption, all wrapped up in a polite bow. Until, that is, the bow tightens around your fucking neck. Director Takashi Miike doesn't just flirt with horror. He goes on a full-on, obsessive courtship with it. His blend of psychological torment and stomach-churning visuals will have you squirming in delight. Or revulsion. Probably both. The film's brilliance? It doesn't just scare you, it messes with your mind. It plays on the anxiety of trust in relationships, peeling back layers of human vulnerability like an onion from hell. And, like any good date gone horribly wrong, once you see the true face behind the mask, you can't unsee it. So, as we wax poetic over the demented love affair that is Audition, I want to know your dirty little secrets. After this cavalcade of Valentine's vitriol, which film gets your black heart pumping? Have you ever curled up with a bowl of popcorn and a glass of wine, only to find your significant other chose a horror flick that made you ponder the single life? I'm calling on you, the followers of Fright, to share your own horror-themed Valentine's Day movie suggestions. Make them sick, make them twisted, make them so lovingly macabre that even St. Valentine himself would say, you guys are fucked up. Alright, my demented darlings, spill the beans in the comments, and let's see who's got the guts to top audition as the ultimate date night nightmare. And remember, if you don't hear from your date after watching this film, it's not because they're ghosting you. They might just be, well, a literal fucking ghost. Let's sink our fangs into the sumptuous tapestry of Guillermo del Toro's haunting masterpiece, Crimson Peak. This is a film where sumptuous gothic romance fucks with ghostly hauntings in the most twisted and beautiful ways imaginable. Del Toro, that maestro of the macabre, weaves a tale as intricate as the cobwebs in a Victorian boudoir. The guy really knows how to marry melancholic elegance with spine-chilling terror. The house at Allerdale Hall, with its bleeding walls and groaning floorboards, serves as the perfect fucking partner for this grim waltz. It's love at first fright, and damn, it sweeps us off our feet with every spectral encounter. This isn't just a ghost story, though. It's a love story. But not your run-of-the-mill, vomit-inducing romance. This is love that's twisted, tainted, and as unholy as a midnight rendezvous in a graveyard. I mean, Del Toro dives deep into the hearts of his characters, where he finds not just love, but the most ghastly, unspoken desires. It's like finding a forgotten Valentine's card that when you open it, screams, be mine or else. But let's talk about these ghostly hauntings. These aren't your typical boo-hoo, white sheet-wearing motherfuckers. Oh no. These specters are tortured souls clad in the remnants of their tragic lives. With each appearance, they don't just scare the bejesus out of us. They peel back the layers of the living, revealing the rot festering within their love-stained hearts. Now, for the bloody cherry on top of this funeral cake. 
My closing thoughts on this horror, Valentine's Day special. We've ventured through the entrails of love's dark side, from the minds of Valentine Bluffs, to the eerie ballrooms where rejection breeds murder. And what's the fucking moral of the story? Perhaps it's that love and horror are bedfellows, entwined in a gruesome tango of passion and terror. So as you cuddle up with your partner or your favorite corpse this Valentine's Day, remember that love bites, and sometimes it might just bite your fucking head off. Before we shut the coffin lid on tonight's show, I want you, my ghoulish audience, to slither over to the comments and share your favorite romantic horror films. Enthrall me with your sinister cinematic loves, and who knows, your suggestions may just make it into my chamber of horrors for future episodes. As the ghostly mist settles and the bats return to their belfry, I bid you a ghastly goodbye. Until next time, may your Valentine's Day be filled with screams and your hearts with terror. So long, Fright fans, and don't let the bed demons bite too hard.